a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties under This week on The Million Dollar Plan, we attack retirement from a financial independence, I shall say, from a completely different angle. I'm Pete the Planner. This is what we're doing today on the show. Instead of talking about how to get a bunch of money, which is what we normally talk about. I mean, it's called the million dollar plan. It's not called the hundred dollar plan. It's called the million dollar plan because we want to, frankly, make you a millionaire. Not with weird stuff, but just normal things. Uh, But today we're going to talk about not needing money. And when I think about not needing money, I always think about what's the biggest expense in your house that you have, the most expensive thing that you spend money on on a regular basis, that if that expense went away, Life would be so much easier. Now, Nicole, you know what we're talking about here on the show by the nature of you produce the show. I do. But I mean, I mean, let's just, it's a pretty easy conversation. What is the biz- biggest expense that anyone has on a regular basis? Oh, I mean, it's the mortgage. It's your house payment. It's your rent payment. It's your, co- you know, that it's that. Are you were about to say your cottage? No. So <laughs> what were you about to say? I was going to go cost of living. I was oh. like, but that's, that's not. I it. thought you were like, uh, if you live in a cottage. <laughs> But no, you're exactly right. That's the issue. So that's what we're talking about today is the importance of making sure whatever your retirement plan is. I don't care if you're you're 22-year-old listening to this show, if you're a 62-year-old listening to this show, I don't really care anywhere in between or on either side of that for that matter. Not having a house payment has to be part of your retirement strategy. So we're, we're going to dedicate an entire episode to this uh, as to why it's important and how to do it and all of that. A few disclaimers before we get started. Number one, it is important to realize that if you are currently retired or your plan in retirement is to rent, you still need to listen to the show. Okay. Um, renting in retirement isn't bad. However, you need to make sure that your rent expense is reasonable in relation to your income. Now, I know that seems like a really obvious point, but uh, in your working years, you know, we like around 25% of your take-home pay going to mortgage payment or rent. Uh, in retirement, you got to stick to that if you're renting because here's what ends up happening. If you, In your working years, I say 25 to 30% of your take-home pay going towards rent and you creep that from 25 to 30 to 35 to 40 and you are technically what we call overhoused. Too much of your money is going towards housing. Now, the natural... Uh, come back to that. The natural uh, way to say that I'm wrong is to say, well, I can't control that. Housing is expensive in the area in which I live. You're right. It it may be. Uh, But I would say if you're trying to set up a permanent lifestyle in retirement that you don't know how long it's going to last, you don't want to be overhoused for that 30-year period, right? That's the challenge of retirement. I was actually writing about it this morning, what people don't realize that retirement planning isn't hard because you turn off your income and you were forced to live on no work income. It's hard because you have to live with no work income for an indefinite period of time. You don't know when you're going to move to post-retirement. And Nicole, I say post-retirement because I don't want to say the word. Uh. 
die. That's right. I don't, don't want to talk about people dying today on the show. So we'll just call it post-retirement. We're, we're catching people up on the jargon of the show. Post-retirement means death. But now you made me say death. So let's stick with post-retirement. We don't know how long we're going to be retired. And that's why retirement planning is hard. Okay, so think about, and again, this whole episode is dedicated towards housing uh, and how it leads to financial independence, but you can't have that conversation without really laying out the challenges of financial independence and and retirement. Uh, Let's say you're retired for 30 years, and here I'm going to give you a couple different scenarios. Uh, One, you're renting that entire 30-year period, Um, and let's just, I'm going to grab my calculator. Here's the thing. Um, when, when When I do the show, I do the show usually on a Friday which means I'm, I'm flat out of mathematics on Friday. Like I'm completely out of math on Friday. So uh, let's say you have a $1,000 rent payment, which of course is gonna go up over time, right? Oh, I know this math. This is, this is silly. You would pay $360,000 in rent expenses. $360,000 in rent expenses over the course of a 30-year mortgage if for some reason you had a landlord that locked you down at a thousand bucks a month. If you're a homeowner, all you have to deal with, if you own your home outright, all you have to deal with, of course, there's going to be maintenance and upkeep, but property taxes and insurance, but you're going to be paying insurance as a renter anyway. So just understand eliminating a house payment, eliminating any sort of living expense that you can heading into retirement that up to 30, 40, 50 year period of time in which you have no work income is vital to your success. So let's do this before we get deep into it. I want you to imagine, I think everyone should do this. Close your eyes unless you're driving. Actually, no one close your eyes because I don't know what you're doing. Like maybe you're juggling knives. I don't know. Nicole, we'll start with you. What would you do if you had no house payment right now. And I mean, don't, don't go for answers. I want to hear like, like we, you know, yeah. what would you do if you had that extra money every month? Like what would you do with it? Don't give me answers. I want to hear like real answers. I would travel and I would pay off my, all of my student loans. Right. That's what I would do. Right. So uh, Mrs. Planner and I were talking about this, like what would we do without our house payment? And it really comes down to this one simple phrase, whatever we want. Yeah. Because a house payment can be so restrictive. Now, look, um, I'm glad that, that that you live in a home and I live in a home and yes. people people have a place to live. And this is not being uh, not grateful. And this is not a first world problem thing. This <laughs> We are in a first world, right? I, I think I can, I, I can wax poetic about the idea of not having a house payment. So here's the challenge. Uh, if you don't have a, a house payment, your life opens up. You can travel, you can fix the house you live in because you've got the money to do it. You can save for financial goals. Like early on in my career, I knew I kinda wanted my house paid off prior to retirement. And and we'll we'll get to the real reason why in the second segment. But I kinda wanted my house paid off prior to retirement. Then it occurred to me, wait a second, I want my house paid off way before retirement. I want my house paid off so that I can use that cash flow during my 50s to help cash flow college expenses for my kids so that I can um, live comfortably in my 50s. So many people sort of uh, pent up, they, they get this pent up 
go live my retirement lifestyle thing going on in their 50s because they're still paying their mortgage. And then when they retire in their 60s, they blew through so much of their money early in the process of retirement because they're trying to live that uh, you know, commercial, you know, see people uh, retired in commercials. They're having a good darn a sailboat and discovering the Declaration of Independence at a garage sale. You know, they're doing sorts of weird things. Uh, and they do that because they're pent up. They didn't get to have that fun in their 50s because they're still running hard. I'm not saying you don't run hard in your 50s. What I'm suggesting, though, is that if your house is paid off, it opens up a world of wonder. You. So this was the entire episode is dedicated toward. Um, I believe, okay, th this is opinion, but it's a pretty informed opinion. I believe that it makes zero sense to retire in America today if you don't have a pension and you still have a house payment. I shouldn't say zero sense because that's why it's an opinion. Little sense. I'll go with little sense. I think it makes very little sense to retire today with a mortgage payment if you don't have a pension. It all revolves around this idea. There's two ways to successfully retire. Have a lot of money or not need a lot of money. I think most people uh, benefit from not needing a lot of money. You can have a lot of money, but still need a lot of money, and that's a problem. But if you don't need a lot of money, you don't need a lot of money. It makes it a lot easier. Here, if, think about it. if you had a, let's say you bought a house on the first day of retirement and the payment was $1,000 uh, $1, a month. And so a 30-year payment, you would need, again, $360,000 over the course of your retirement to pay for that house. By not having a house payment, that's $360,000 less you need right? I, that, that's overly simplistic. And it probably actually misses the point. But, but if you have a $1,000 a month house payment and you, and you bought a new home, 30-year mortgage on the day you retired, which I've actually seen people do, that's $360,000 they'll spend on that. Whereas if they didn't have a house payment, they wouldn't need $360,000. So you can view that a couple different ways. Oh, they can spend it on something else or they just wouldn't need it. And, and this, the, the struggle to get that money is uh, immense. So uh, coming up after the break, we're going to talk, I mentioned pensions here just a second ago. We're going to talk about why pensions going away in the early 1980s have led to the point now in the almost 2020s, I don't know what we call these years, the 20 teens, no one cares. Uh, we'll talk about why uh, the whole how paying your house off prior to retiring thing has changed. All that is next on the Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Stop what you're doing. Lock on. And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion as strongly as any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflage by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Back on the million dollar plan, talking housing today. Um, I don't know when I got obsessed with not having a house payment. And 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 let's not mistake this entire conversation with 
living a debt-free lifestyle. I mean, yeah, we are talking about living a debt-free lifestyle, but um, I'm looking at this from a very practical standpoint. Do you remember when you got your first place? And maybe, and maybe it's different by generation, but you got your first place. Maybe, Nicole, this will be a good example because I, I think you and I basically got our first place at the same ages, right? Yeah, I was going to say, you were like, do you remember? I was like, yeah, it was three months ago. <laughs> yeah, but and so when I was your age, we had my wife and I had our first place, right? And so yeah. you get that first place and the excitement is having the place. The accomplishment is we live here, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's no, and this is going to seem condescending, but we know each other well enough to, it's not. Yes. Uh, it probably is. Yeah. There's no thought of paying off your place. No. Right? Right now. No, absolutely. Like we looked at face value and the down payment and you run those numbers in your head and like, that's, yeah, a, fake, can do that. that's a fake date. That's a yeah, fake, yeah. like when we will actually pay off the home that we live in right now, that's a fake date. And you would, you have no chance you live there. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. How long do you think you'll live at your place? I give it like three to five years. Yeah. Just we live in a great location. It's right in the middle of everything that we kind of run between. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. See, Mrs. Planner and I did two years in our first place. It sounds like we're talking about prison. We did <laughs> two years in the Fisher's Penitentiary. <laughs> uh, we did two years and then we did, uh, man, five years in our next place. And then now we're, this weekend is the 10th year anniversary of moving into our current wow. house. If yeah. I had a soundboard, I'd hit the, the clapping, the <laughs> clapping <laughs> one. Oh. Yeah. My daughter, Ollie, now has a, uh, a show that uh, she's putting on YouTube and I have nothing to do with it. And I'm honest, I have nothing. I gave her a camera. She's been editing it and she works the soundboard pretty hard. Does she? That doesn't surprise me for a second. A lot of sheep sounds. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of laughter, some clapping, and some duck sounds. Uh, sprinkled with the duck sounds. Yeah, so find her on your... Anyway, back to her conversation. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, Nicole. Uh, yeah, so the, the thing is, when you move into your first house or, or, or move into a new house, you don't think about paying it off, right? It's like a credit card. You go buy a sweater at the mall on a credit card, and you get the sweater. The sweater isn't paid off, right? But you're enjoying the sweater. Same thing. The opposite, of course, is layaway, right? Layaway is where you go to a store, you give them some money because you like that sweater, but you don't get the sweater until you give them the money over time. Now, there's no, there's really, I don't think there's a housing equivalent of that. But the issue is this. We exhale when we acquire something we want, even if we go into debt for it. When you get your college degree, Right? That's not too terribly different. You get your college degree, you got some student loans. Nicole, you got some student loans, you got your college degree. You still celebrated like uh, like the devil. Absolutely. Right? It was a great time. Oh, it was a great time. Actually, it was really fun because um, the place that I was working at when I graduated, it was Kentucky Derby Day, and oh. I worked at a horse track. Oh. So I walked across the stage and then within two hours traded in a graduation cap for a Kentucky Derby hat. So that was actually a lot of fun. A derby hat. Yes. Derby hat, a derby. Kentucky Derby yep. hat. You know, here's the thing. That is fantastic. That's what people do. They celebrate the acquisition and don't celebrate the payoff. I've talked about it on the show before, several years ago. Um, I got I should. I should text him and find out when. My father-in-law took. Um, this is before we had kids. My father and I took my wife and I out to dinner, and, and he and his his wife, which is my mother-in-law. How? Why did I say that so awkwardly? super weird i don't know anyway so the four of us go to dinner and he's acting a little weird the whole time and 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 uh 
And then Adirne's like, hey, I wanted to tell you guys, um, I made the last payment on our house today. And, you know, my mother-in-law and my wife are lovely people. They were like, oh, that's great. It's great. And I was so excited. I, I can't think of news other than, hey, uh, we're having a baby or, hey, I'm getting married. I can't think of more exciting news that someone's told me that I've reacted to and felt better than when my, my father-in-law said we paid off the house. It's a monumental thing. It should be celebrated. I have a, I have a friend that uh, he and I sort of are accountability partners. He lives in a different state. His career is going well. Uh, interesting fella. We're about the same age. Well, this December, he is paying off his house. He's probably a couple years older than me. He's paying off his house in December, and I am thrilled for him. Now, let's talk about why. In the 1980s, early in the 1980s, something interesting was happening. There was a shift of the onus, if you will, a shift of responsibility of retirement preparation. What does that mean? It means that uh, in the early 1980s, companies stopped funding or used used use it use the mechanism of defined benefit plans what does that mean pensions starting in the 1980s pensions the use of pensions the idea that you work somewhere your entire life retire keep getting paid die <clears throat> then your significant other gets paid until they die that whole concept which is called a defined benefit they started going away in the 1980s. In 1975, 88% of people in the private sector had one. And now it's between 10 to 16%, depending on what metric or what study you want to want to look at. So here's the issue. Think about this. Let's take my, my grandpa is always a great example. Every time we talk about my grandpa, we look in the studio and we see the Pringles can. Grandpa Dunn's Pringles can. It's his, it's his piggy bank. If you, if you don't know the story, now's a good time to tell it. Uh, so I always keep this Pringles can in here and people think, man, that guy loves Pringles. I do. But I love this can because it's from like the 1960s or 70s. I think it's 1978, I think it is. It's my grandpa's piggy bank. His coins are still in there. Uh, and when I was a little kid, I used to go in his office at his house and he used to show me uh, how to save money in his Pringles can. When he passed away, my grandma gave me the Pringles can, which is now my uh, prized possession. But when Grandpa Dunn retired in 1983... Um, he had a core source of retirement income outside of Social Security, outside of his own assets. So he could in many ways continue his exact same lifestyle from his work years through retirement because that, that source of income was reliable, sustainable, repeatable. But when pensions go away, not only do we lose that core source of income, uh, in retirement, we also, in a way, also lose this get out of jail free card I talk about a lot of times. And what that means is someone that has a pension, when they're working, they can have bad financial behavior because their income is going to continue once they retire. If I don't have a pension or if you don't have a pension, your behavior matters a lot more than Grandpa Dunn's behavior mattered. Why? Because we don't have a source of income, a core source of income, which will continue beyond retirement. Instead, that source of income is generated by what we set aside based on our behavior. And that's what's called a defined contribution plan. Okay? Defined, but DB, DC, this is, now we're talking jargon of the industry. Defined benefit is a pension. Defined contribution, it's your 401k. Who's putting more money into your 401k or who should put more money into your 401k, you or your employer? 
don't get sneaky here. It's a, it's a, it's a simple answer. It's you. They may incentivize you by having a match or something else. <clears throat> Sorry. Should I have a cough button? I, Nicole, can you put on the list? We need a cough button. Absolutely. All right. Uh, sorry. I feel like I just like, uh, it's not like you're my secretary. That was weird. You're not my administrative assistant. I'm in for the show. The way that absolutely came out was just, that was really strange. That was the cherry on top. So a defined contribution plan means that if, unless you put money into it, you're not getting money in retirement. So there's a couple of things going on here. Number one, people's retirements are not as good as they used to be because they're not behaving the way they need to behave to get money into the plans because the onus shift shifted from the employer to the employee. Are we, Nicole, did I, are you, are you we good here? I mean, like I've explained this part, right? Yeah. Okay. Now here's the issue. If your lifestyle can't remain the same in retirement, which most people's can't, then you have to reduce your expenses. Now there's a couple ways to do it. You go, Oh, we're not going to go out to eat as much. Yeah, you will. You got 168 hours a week to do whatever you want. You're going to get bored. You just don't want to stare at your significant other. You're going to go out to eat. And, and, and frankly, you might sit on the same side of the booth, not because you love them, because you're just sick of looking at them. You ever consider that, Nicole? Like, like old people, they don't, they don't, like, uh, they don't love each other. They're just like, I'm sick of looking at you. I've been with you for <laughs> like, 40 I years. I can't do it anymore. I'm sitting next to you. Yeah, totally. That's what it is. That's sort of mean. But the issue is you have to cut expenses. And the best way to do it, the smartest way to do it, is to own the place you live. To own it. Okay, coming up after the break, I'm going to show you a strategy to accomplish this. Now, it takes some forethought. Uh, we're going to give you a little bit of flexibility. You don't have to stay in the house you're in right now forever. Mrs. Planner and I will not stay in the house we're in forever. By the way, Nicole, next week, I think Mrs. Planner is going to be on the show. <gasps> I'm trying, to talk really? her, I'm trying to talk oh her God. into it. It's, it's going to be the 200. She hates uh, all of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lovely woman. She does not like the, the, this. this stuff. This. But she's going to do it in studio, on camera, Mrs. Oh Planner, hopefully. And uh, oh, so here's what we'll do. Because this show's going out this week. Yeah. Um, tweet me or send us an email. So tweet me at Pete the Planner. Okay, at Pete the Planner, or email me, askpete at petetheplanner.com. Questions for Mrs. Uh, for me to ask Mrs. Planner. Is that fair? Is that what we want to say? Yeah, yeah, right? I like this. This is going to be fun. You tell me. I will ask what you send me, okay, as long as it's appropriate. I will ask what, uh, her what you send me about me, about our financial life, about anything. Uh, so tweet me, at Pete the Planner, questions for Mrs. Planner. Or email me, askpete at petetheplanner.com. Coming up after the break, the strategy to have your house paid off prior to retirement, the do's and the don'ts. That's next on The Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner.
cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of boss player. Not from the Himalayas, but my fam gave me Gary Indiana game. Grew up around the country, but the mindset was there. Ain't I won't complain about a damn thing on this beat. Axe hang got it slapping. Glass house, keep it funky. Work to the Back on the million dollar plan, talking about uh, not having a mortgage payment. Feels good. Like right now, if you're listening to the show and you've paid off your mortgage and it felt really good, raise your hand. Okay, I can't see. Um, so there's ways to do this and there's ways to not do this. Let's start with the don'ts, the negatives. All right, Nicole, a little test for you. A little test for you, buddy. Okay. This might not go well. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? It's a perfect example. So let's don't try to just answer it. Okay. okay. Let's say you just retired today. Okay. Congrats. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And you don't have your mortgage paid off. You still owe seventy five thousand dollars on your mortgage. Okay. And you retire with a uh, a bunch of money, but I don't know several hundred thousand, but not a million dollars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's your 401k, you're older than 59 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Which means you have access to that money within your retirement plan. Okay. Do you take the money out of the retirement plan and pay off the mortgage? Don't try to get the right answer necessarily. Just answer it the way you think would happen. Like, do you okay. take that money out and just pay off the mortgage so it's done so you don't have to pay off the mortgage anymore? No. Okay. Why? Because then you're just depleting that asset to pay off your mortgage. And then I feel like you just create more problems for yourself that way. You're like fixing a big solution or you're fixing a big problem with a small solution, but then you've got smaller problems that are just going to follow. Okay. So you're exactly right. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> so that's right. So, but here's what, unfortunately what a lot of people do is when they have a debt like that, whether it's a car or a house or home equity line, they'll take qualified money tax advantaged money and they retire and they take a big withdrawal and they pay off those things and then what you've done and what we like to say is you've just killed an egg laying chicken right and when you're retired your retirement assets are like egg laying chickens they lay eggs you eat the eggs don't eat chicken if you eat chicken you're gonna run out of chickens do you eat eggs you're good to go right uh and the other thing it does is it is a non-starter in terms of a balance sheet move a balance sheet, uh, your assets are on one side, your liabilities on the other side. And if you take an asset to pay off a liability, your net worth does not go up. If you take $20,000 asset and pay off a $20,000 liability, your balance sheet does not change. The net worth bottom line does not change. So anytime you're looking to pay off a house as you get closer to retirement, instead of let's say four years out from retirement, you think, well, we'll just keep paying our payment, and then at retirement, we'll be 59 and a half at least, and then we can take money out of our 401k and pay off the mortgage. Don't think that way. Use your income to make your net worth go up, okay? Here's what that means. Figure out exactly what it will take to pay off your mortgage on the day you retire. If you're that close, right? Like, I'm 39, again, I'm, mine will be paid off when I'm in my early 50s, um, or if not early, sooner. Uh, you have, if you're close, like if you're close to retirement, if you're in five years and you still have a mortgage payment, at the bare minimum, figure out what it will take to pay off that mortgage prior to retirement. It will be the smartest thing you ever do. We, we should probably talk about this now because I'm going to forget about it. Um, 
Nicole, one of the big arguments as to why people shouldn't pay off their mortgage is because they want the interest deduction. Oh. They want to deduct the interest. Uh. So let's consider this, what this would look like. Let's say I make a $1,200 house payment and there's interest involved with that. And uh, I'm able to deduct $400 of that uh, from an interest standpoint. Thus, it's sort of a net $800 payment. Are you with me so far? I am. Okay, so would you rather have a net $800 payment because you got that tax deduction or no payment whatsoever? Um, I'm going to go no payment. No whatsoever. payment is the better way to go. And besides, <laughs> if you're late in your mortgage, meaning you're not late payment, but you're deep into it, you know, 25 years into a 30-year mortgage, you have very little mortgage interest you're paying anyway. You're primarily paying principal. So that whole fallacy of I'd rather have the mortgage deduction, it doesn't even make sense, okay? So don't worry about that. So what I want you to do several years or a few years out from retirement, if you're that close, is to set up a way in which the day you retire, you have no mortgage. Not only will you make retirement easier in doing that, but you will have eliminated the need for a great deal of money on a monthly basis. Here's what I mean. If, uh, let's say you have a $1,000 a month house payment and you're four years out from retirement and you figure out that you're gonna have to pay $1,800 a month uh, heading into retirement so that you can have it paid off by the time you retire. That wasn't very clear the way I said that. Do you know what I mean though, Nicole? Can you say it? Okay, good. I'm glad I asked. Okay. Let's say your normal, let's say you're four years left before you retire. Okay. Your normal payment's a thousand bucks. Yeah. A month. Okay. But you do some math and you figure out if you pay 1800 a month for the next four years on the day you retire, your mortgage will be gone. Ooh. We good? Yep. I got you. I'm with So now instead of eliminating the need for a thousand bucks, you've eliminated the need of $1,800 because you're used to paying $1,800 on that. Therefore, that's that whole not need money thing. You learn to live a lifestyle absent of that $1,800, which you've been using every month for four years to get out of debt, right? Therefore, it feels like you get a raise when you stop making that payment. And if you're like most people, anecdotally, like most people, it is most people, it's a majority of people make less in retirement, have less income in retirement than in their working years, that pay cut you get when you're going to retire can be made up by the fact that that house payment is gone. Now, if you listen to this show and you're not four years away from retirement, you got to take a different tack. Number one, you have to have a really important conversation about how many times you think you're going to move again. Okay, so Mrs. Planner and I, I don't know how long we'll be in this house. I intend to be on it until maybe the kids are in high school or out of high school, I think, I think. But the bottom line is, is they'll be paid off. It's going to be a big chunk of equity uh, of home ownership that we can then sell at home and go somewhere else. And I don't want another mortgage. People always talk about downsizing, right? But what they don't end up downsizing. Oh, we're living in an empty nester home. That's more expensive. And so then you have another mortgage. Don't, downs- don't say you're going to downsize than upsize. Or people do the thing they call resize. Oh, we're going to downsize, but they just resize and it's a more expensive house. So the first thing is to figure out how many times you're going to move again, like where, where you live. Number two is like quit getting 30 year mortgages. Everyone's like, well, we're not, we don't know what we're going to do. So we're just going to get a 30 year mortgage. If you don't know what you're going to do, get a 15 year mortgage. Because if you get a 30 year mortgage, you've got so many interest payments so early on or so much of the payment is interest. It's more like renting than it is like owning. I think what drives me crazy when people try to figure out, well, we don't know what we want. So we're just going to get a 30 year mortgage. 
We don't know what we want, so we're going to do the worst possible thing you could do in this scenario. What? Just get a 15-year mortgage. Now, some people listen to this show all over. I mean, I, people listen to this show all over the world. That may surprise you, but it's true. Uh, there are areas in the world that a 15-year mortgage is just not realistic, right? Our, our listeners out in uh, L.A., right? Our, our buddy, the, uh, what is it, a rocket sale, the rocket oh, space yes. salesperson? Yeah, he's, a, he's out in California, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he can't do a 15 year mortgage. Yeah. Right. And we got some, uh, some folks in, uh, in the Manhattan area, our guy, uh, the, um, the, the guy, the points reward guy, you know, <gasps> yes. the hat guy, he lives out, yes. uh, in, in New York. He can't do a 15 year mortgage. Yeah. No way. Right. But for everyone else, you, you look into it. If nothing else, set up a plan that by the time you retire, well, pick an age 67, your mortgage is paid off. If right now you're you're 48 years old and you just got a 30-year mortgage, that means that that mortgage, if you paid off on time, would be paid off when you're 78 years old. This is where this is going to hit close to home. Yeah. You know, because if you start looking at, well, we just moved into our empty nester house and we're 55 and we got a 30-year mortgage. You're making retirement harder. I know everybody's different. I mean, this is where when you when you speak on a mass level like this, this is where it gets weird. Some people are like, well, we're fine. I'm like, okay, you're fine. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the majority of people who aren't. The, the people that are suffering from the retirement crisis. You can attack your retirement problem from the other side. The other side is to eliminate your biggest obligation on a monthly basis, and that is called your mortgage. There is a T in the word mortgage, Nicole. It, it always gets me every time I write it. <sighs> I know. Uh, all right, that's it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. Come back after the break. Biggest waste of money of the week. This is the Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I got to do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain Back on calm. the Million Dollar Plan with Pete Planner. Was in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana this past week. Had some char-grilled, uh, char, char-grilled oysters. Holy cow. Do you like the oysters, Nicole? I don't, but I feel like, because these are cooked, right? Yeah, they're char-grilled. I so, feel like I would like these. Okay, here's what it is. Okay. It's just a vehicle for butter. So it's butter, uh, garlic, a lot of garlic, yeah. and Parmesan <gasps> over the top of oysters. And they're char-grilled, and they are smoky and buttery and garlicky, mm. and they are delicious. It sounds delicious. Yeah, they were delicious. <laughs> uh, so anyway... I've been on the road a lot, and from time to time, I, I get a good rental car, which brings us to this week's biggest waste of money of the week. A couple weeks ago, I think three, you know, one knows. I was in Denver. I got a Mercedes rental car 
which never happens. You ever got a good rental car, Nicole? You're too young to rent a car. I say, I've never actually rented a car, <laughs> so I'll let you know. that. All right, so I usually get someone I want to drive, but I don't really care. I have an 08 soccer mom car, anyway, so I don't really care. So I got this Mercedes, and I was like, sure, I'll take it. It was a lot of fun to drive. Which brings us to this week's biggest waste of money of the week. It's the Mercedes AMG G65 Final Edition. With an all-new G-Class just around the corner, the current flagship is getting a proper send-off with the Mercedes AMG G65 Final Edition. To set it apart, it gets a 21-inch twin-spoke alloy wheels done in bronze, a color repeated in the under-ride guard, bumper trim, and side view mirrors. Inside, the Designo Black Napa leather and carbon fiber trim are augmented by bronze stitching. It hasn't lost a step compared to its standard siblings either with the same AMG 6-liter V12 producing 630 horsepower, a 0 to 60 time of roughly 5 seconds, and a top speed of over 140 miles per hour. Limited to just 65 examples worldwide, the price tag for this car is $365,000. What? Why? What? So, Right? I don't know. Do you know how many char char grilled oysters you can get with that? A lot. Dozens. I hope. I wonder if we get like three hundred thousand. Oh, let me mention too. My buddy Keith, who listens to this show, uh, I was down in Baton Rouge with him. Not only did he buy me those char grilled oysters and a delicious meal, he stopped at a Cajun butcher shop and brought me beef jerky <gasps> and crackling. That's a good friend. Oh my god! I was I smelled up the entire Delta flight home <laughs> with my, with those pieces of uh, animal, but man, they were delicious. We gotta go. Um, all right, that's it for this week's show. Please have a strategy to pay off your house. And, and look, I know if you disagree with this, I know all the arguments. Don't email me at askpete at petetheplanner.com and tell me why I'm wrong. I know what you think is right, but unfortunately, I'm right here. You can't email me if you have a question though. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. Maybe we'll do another episode of Pete Perry. Pete Perry. And one last note. My fishing has taken it to another level. Next week, I will be in Providence, Rhode Island, where I've arranged a fishing charter to go fishing because I have a free day when I'm out there and I will send pictures of my striped bass that I'm going to catch. I'm so excited. I'm, just, I'm going from ear to ear right now. So exciting. All right, that's it for this week's show. I'm sending good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner, and Mrs. Planner may be here next week. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money right, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning the flights. Consult eventual Divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET. Word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations. I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. 
out of this world spaceship on my arm took me home filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the skynet and the terminator i push faders into warp speed glide with ease creating a breeze they call a black hole event horizon no rear view concerns this i adjourn beats i burn this i adjourn beats i burn Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try, can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?